Welcome to the Hottest Party on TV podcast. I'm your host, music writer and pop culture enthusiast, Jerome Graham. I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode with 90s pop singer Tara Kemp. This week, I'm back with another really fun interview with a Club MTV dancer, and it's Dawn James. I spoke with her sister Robin a few weeks ago, and that was a blast, so it only made sense that I would get to chat with Dawn too. And wow, what a story. Dawn made the most of her time dancing on Club MTV and really turned it into a learning experience, soaking up as much knowledge and information as she could from the show's producers and camera guys. So it's no surprise that Dawn herself embarked on a decorated career producing, directing, and working in entertainment, both behind the scenes and in front of the camera. She's got a ton of great stories. We get into the Club MTV concert tour, Daytona Spring Break, her thoughts on if a show like Club MTV could work today, and so much more. So let's get into my chat with Club MTV dancer Dawn James. Hi, Jerome. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I uh, chatted with Robin, so I figured I should probably chat with you as well. Absolutely. I think I'm actually the other half of the story. Oh, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, let's, let's dive in. How did you get on Club MTV? Okay, well, I was going to school in New York City, and I always picked up the backstage and brought it home one day, and Robin and I looked at the auditions for Club MTV and said, ooh, we've got to go. So uh, my parents owned a TV and appliance and video store in Bloomfield, so we drove over there because I was driving at the time. Robin is um, four years younger than I am. And I had her and I board a bus, from the store's parking lot, we went into Manhattan. Of course, I had to watch my baby sister. (laughs) (laughs) In those days, you know, we weren't very familiar with New York City or whatnot, but um, I got her over to the audition. Um, It was at the MTV Networks building. There was a whole line of people going all the way around the block, and I'm going, wow. A lot of people want to come to this audition. Hopefully, we'll be able to, you know get on so they called us back and then there was the dance audition part of it and uh we danced and danced and they called us back and got on the show for the first two two and a half years somewhere around there that the show was going on wow okay um so what made you want to try out for the show I actually was a trained dancer. I uh, went to Phil Black in New York City, Broadway Dance Center in New Jersey. I went to God knows how many dance schools, one in Teaneck, one in Caldwell, another one in Bloomfield. And I would bounce around everywhere. I just loved dancing. So if if you caught me on any given weekday or weekend, I'd either be dancing at a studio or I'd be dancing in my basement. And I just really enjoyed it. I, I... was able to sing, dance, act, everything, and I was hoping to be that triple threat. Wow. So I guess, yeah, Club MTV in that sense would have been the right gig for you then. 
it was a nice stepping stone. Yeah, my of course on the other end of things, my parents always said, "Oh, you know, you, it's really rough out there. You're not going to be able to make a total living of being a singer, dancer, actress. So you better back yourself up with a college education." So of course I went to uh, a school in the city, FIT, which actually had television production as well as marketing communications, and um, I I spent a good part of my time in the uh, the television production studio they have there putting together commercials and and uh different talk shows different things that um I, I had learned at the school so i was backing myself up behind the scenes as i was in front of the scenes. Uh, very smart yeah that makes sense and the nice thing about it was here i was dancing on the club mtv show but instead of kind of like mingling with everybody in between i was always mingling with either the cameraman or somebody on the crew asking them questions how does this work oh can i try the camera out can i you know so i i had a lot of interest of how things worked and um while i was in college and also dancing on club mtv at the same time i actually um went for an internship at MTV Networks. They, they made me interview at three different places. So I actually interviewed at uh, WPLJ and Arista Records and also MTV. And all three of them offered me the internship, but I actually chose to go with MTV um, because I kind of was working in front. And so I figured, you know what, let me work from behind. So I think during that time when I was working both, it became more evident, I think, Maybe some of it was, hey, you know what? You're not going to be dancing on the show because you're working too much back here. I actually did get to work on the Club MTV tour from behind the scenes. And I also was the um, a, the, the girl who was kind of the intern for the um, director of on-air talent. His um, He was in charge of all the VJs, like um, Adam and Julie and and everything. So I actually got to work with him. So I actually got to work with Julie behind the scenes. And then when they put the Club MTV tour, they hired me full time. And I actually um, got to help work on promoting the tour. And um, his name was Steve Lee. He was a, a wonderful guy. And he really he taught me a lot about um, the inner workings of behind the scenes. Uh, but at the same time, here's Dawn, and she's going out into the uh, behind-the-scenes world. I actually got to be the production assistant for many different shows. So um, there was a show Alex Paletti was in charge of, and that was MTV's Unplugged. So I got to work behind the scenes as a production assistant, which is basically, you know, somebody who's kind of a gopher type. I, I got to, um, you know, run errands and stuff and help, you know, corral the crowd and I worked my way up from the real bottom worked on Unplugged I actually flew out to California worked on the Just Say Julie show which is the other Julie Brown because there were two right. Julie Browns at the time <laughs> <laughs> and um, I worked on a whole bunch of different shows and eventually I wound up associate directing uh, for the BBC Top of the Pops now Top of the Pops in London was a number one show out there and what they would do is these live satellite feeds to London, they would have like the Bee Gees, Tony Braxton. We'd go up to um, the Apollo and and shoot uh, live satellite feeds to London of Tony Braxton doing her show. Or we'd go down to Miami and we'd, we'd shoot the Bee Gees, you know, live to London. And we did a John Bon Jovi shoot 
which was really interesting. We actually rented out CBS uh, television studios on 57th Street. And there was a guy there who was the associate director. And I was very intrigued about what he was doing because he was so talented. I, I, I watched him with the switcher and I'm going, wow, that stuff is good. I said to the director, I said, you, you really should use that. And he was just kind of like, I, I don't know. And a month later, I got a phone call from the guy. His name was Jeff. And he had he had said, you know, I'm going to be the director on the uh, Joan Rivers Can We Shop show. Would you like to be my AD over there? And I said, sure, I'd love to. Um, would you want me to bring my tapes and my reel? And he said, yeah, meet me Friday night at 5 o'clock over at the um, CBS studios on 57th Street. I said, you know, can we make that 6 o'clock instead? I never couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe I had the uh, audacity to ask them to switch the time. He <laughs> said, yeah, why, why 6 instead of 5? And I go, because I drop off my grandfather at the horse races every Friday night at 5 o'clock, and I just couldn't do that to him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I go into the city, and I meet up with him, and I give him my reel, and, and somehow, I don't know what blurted out of my uh, mouth, I said, why, you want to go to a jazz concert with me next week? And I wound up working with him, and eventually, I wound up marrying him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. It was actually, um, I, I worked with him on the Joan Rivers show. His name is Jeff James, and uh, he's a nine-time Emmy Award winner for his technical direction, which, I, as I said, I could spot a good one when I see one behind the scenes. Uh, he really is so talented, so creative, and that's what I love about him. And um, as far as directing is concerned, he had everybody right on point. He'd always have um, the whole crew ready to go, and any studio he went into, whether it was us working on Spiegel Horchow shows or us working on uh, anything, really, any project, he would go in there, and he would keep the whole entire crew in check, He'd have the whole thing done. There weren't many retakes at all. He'd just go boom right through it, keep everybody the time, and be out of there. So he, as a director, he's anybody's dream. And um, when we got married the next morning, um, well, actually the night of our wedding, we got a phone call. It was the Maury Povich show, and they wanted him to direct. And he looked at me, and he goes, oh, no. <laughs> he goes, Maury Povich wants me to direct. And I'm like you know what, go ahead and do it. Because our only plan for our honeymoon was to get in the car and just go to anywhere. Just We didn't even have a plan. It was a plan to go just anywhere. And maybe it was a psychic feeling, but he wound up doing the Maury Povich show. He did stuff for VH1. He did stuff for BET. He did, he's done all kinds of projects, but I'm so proud of him. And he's so talented. And here we are 28 years later, still married. So, woo. Yeah, <laughs> that's <of> incredible. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, quite so the story. TV <laughs> brought me to my man. <laughs> wow. So that's probably better than any project could have been. I, I did wind up working in front of the scenes as well on a bunch of different things. I did a, a, a lot of um, small things on soap operas and for, you know, Loving, which was a great soap opera at the time. I even flew to California, did Young and Restless, Days of Our Lives. I would do little movie things here and there, but small, very small stuff. And had a good time on a show called MathNet for PBS. Um, I played a kid, and even though I was in my 20s, I have a very youthful face. So, uh, but I did a lot of live theater too. So my, my, my love 
is in front of the scenes, but I'm also very good behind the scenes. But it was, I guess, me going back and forth. And then, of course, we had a baby, and I decided to stay back, raise her, got a real estate license, and I would, now I do real estate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's quite the journey. But I find it really interesting that you worked both in front and behind the scenes because it there were a couple of people I've spoken to who really prided themselves on trying to soak up as much knowledge as they could while they were there, you know, obviously on Club MTV, but taking those skills and things they've picked up and like putting them into other projects and applying them to other things. So I think a lot of you really had that in mind of like taking that platform and using it for gosh anything really yes yeah and and those first two years um going to do the tapings on sundays and mondays and having 15 shows to dance in two days and um you know networking with all the other dancers the people behind the crew you really did learn a lot um not only about the business but also about what other directions those people were going into and um one of the girls wound up being in pajama party. I mean, you know, Camille, she went off and did her modeling stuff. And, and Sandy, I used to dance with her a lot. Um, but it, it was a nice time. And, and being a kid and, and still attending school and people saying, wow, you're on that show. And, and that was kind of a, those first two years, because it was so new and so cutting edge, I think that was really, really the time to be on the show because everybody's looking around and saying, wow. You know what a dance show is. Now see what we do with it. Club MTV. Dance, video, and special guests. Premiering Monday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. Take a step in a new direction. Club MTV. Isn't that exciting? And it was. And and what was really funny is I, I heard on one of your other podcasts, somebody said they went out dancing afterwards. And I, I, I didn't go out dancing afterwards, but I really liked to go out with the crew and some of the other dancers to restaurants around town at the end of the second night. Um, because you got to sit and really talk to them and, and, and pick their brains. So that was enjoyable to me. Uh, Rob Fox, Stacey, a whole bunch of people would go all out. And um, we would just sit down. It was a nice calm time because, you know, dancing for two days straight, um, it was a lot. <laughs> and yes, I did steal my sister's clothes and I'm proud of it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she had a better wardrobe, let's face it. I really never liked shopping, even to this day. I mean, it's... For me, I'm good for about 15 minutes and I'm out of there. My daughter hates that about me. She's like, Mommy, come on, can't we shop a little longer? I'm like, nope, Mom's done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. So it's good that you were on with your sister then, yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I was so happy we both got picked because if one of us got picked and the other one didn't, that would have been just so miserable. Right, right. I can imagine. Yeah, that would have been awkward. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned the first two and, a, two and a half years sort of being the sweet spot for the show, because I have spoken to 
you know, a couple of people who thought maybe the latter years of the show were kind of where it was at. But what was so special about those first few years, just that it was so new or, or was it just like a really special atmosphere at the time or? Well, in the first two years, MTV had never had such a thing. So when it came on, everyone was like, what's that? And they all wanted to learn about it. And I think Robin had mentioned um, our clothing was very much um, innocent and wholesome. And when we auditioned for the show, they told us, we want you to come with bright colors. We don't want you to come with things that are dark. We want you to look kind of like the Gap. And so we all know the Gap is very kind of preppy. But as you did go home and watch the shows that were recorded by either Robin or my mom on videotape, because my mom watched every episode, of course, you would see everybody started going away from that. And you kind of followed that and then it would get to something that was um it, it got a lot more progressive and i could see why some people would think that the later part would be um pivotal for them as far as because maybe they had gone out on the tour or they had done the college tours or whatever um but as things shifted and changed they went to the grind which was a little bit meatier um as far as um not as wholesome as the beginning of what club mtv was and it's just like times in general have all kind of gone that way in a, in a slow movement. But I think being in the beginning of a show definitely um, caught a lot of people's attention. And I remember I, I had um, gone to London two years in a row to study um, one time in London and one time at Cambridge University. And when I was in London, I went to Tower Records just to pick up a record. And as I'm there, I'm, I'm talking to some of the people I'm with, and I'm like, oh, there's our show. And there was Club MTV playing in London on the Tower Records television set. And I said, oh, I recognize the show. Okay, I'm going to be coming up in the next few seconds. Everybody here, watch. And then even people who are just picking up records in the store are listening to me tell these people I'm going to be on the screen in a couple seconds. And boom, there I was, because I... Because of my memorizing of, of shots and everything, I knew exactly where I was coming in. And boom, there's Dawn on the screen. They're going, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Nobody knew what this was. But even in London, in different countries, it, that was really kind of exciting. I also got the chance to go to the music, MTV Music Video Awards in London one year. And um, just to see kind of like music around the world and how um, different companies, different countries, take to music that club mtv still kind of got everywhere so that was kind of really really nice um i i just think being so new is what made it so vibrant in the beginning totally i can see that yeah on the youtube channel i'm going through all of the episodes from 87 and 88 and it's really interesting that you can see the show kind of find its footing while watching it. Like you can see, oh, well, this style of music is really hot right now. And that starts popping up on the show where you see people starting to find their personalities on camera and, you know, the staple core group of dancers start to form. And I think there's something really special about those first two years. Definitely. 
But music was also special. The music was a little bit more dancey, more, you know, everybody walked the dinosaur, boom, boom, bakalakalaka, boom. It was fun. <laughs> you know, it was just such fun music. And as time went on, oh, we had Paula Abdul, we had uh, even Blondie. And I, I might have, because I was in college and Robin was in high school, I might have been on the hot, the, maybe the older side of things. But Blondie came up and I had, Saved all my money as a child. Went to the Kmart. My first album was a Blondie album. To see her right there on Club MTV, that was kind of exciting. Totally. <laughs> you know, um, but it was a lot of fun music. Like um, I know the, the Pet Shop Boys. I we had even, um, but everything was very fun to dance to. As as time went on, I think the dancing even got more progressive, maybe a little faster. I. Totally, totally. Yeah, so oh, there's so many questions I have now that you're talking about like the behind the scenes. Um, what was it like doing the concert tour? The concert tour, I was working um, with numbers, believe it or not. So um, I was working with what cities um, were booking well, what cities were not actually booking well. Um, there were a couple of tours we did have to pull away because it, it, I guess it hit some cities better than other cities. Um, working on the tour was very interesting because, yeah, and I was actually behind the scenes when the bus accident happened and the dancers were on it and we were all in the offices going, oh my God, they had an accident down there. We've got to switch gears. We've got to get them on planes. We've got to, you know, so it, it was interesting working that way right right um the bus accident that's come up before too was it true that that was being filmed almost like a early proto reality show that i don't know that i really don't know okay yeah a couple of the dancers had mentioned that they were filming their sort of trip down to daytona I think that was spring break 89 maybe with the hopes yeah, of 89 it would have been okay yeah with the hopes of airing it as like its own standalone show but the bus accident kind of put the kibosh on that mm. 
I, I did also work on, um, we did Welcome Back to Brooklyn, the Colin Quinn special out there. Um, I, that was a lot of fun. I worked behind the scenes on that one as well. Um, and Ben Stiller, I remember the day that his parents had come into MTV and they were looking to start his kid, their kid off, which was Ben Stiller. And um, when I was working on the, he was, I, I don't know if it was his producer, I can't remember because it was so long ago, but he worked on that show. And that crew was very tight-knit, too. And what was really nice is once in a while, even while we were working, we'd run out to, like, um, a Mexican restaurant, go eat. But I remember coming back to MTV, and there's Ben Stiller, and he's still working. And he's working like a dog. He's working till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. He, he was one of the hardest workers. He kept just trying to perfect the show and he really he earned his early days um coming into television so that was kind of interesting to watch and watching the bands um walk through the mtv networks as well that was kind of exciting for me we had um brett michael from uh, poison walking through and and like my sister was a rock and roller she was always like oh my god you got to see these people and axel rose was actually wa- walking in the office one day and he's like oh who's that girl over there he's like inquiring about me and I'm like I'm just running into a different room going oh no <laughs> I come back I said oh Axel Rose is you know kind of inquiring about me Robin and she's like are you crazy that's my guy and I'm like oh no 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 <laughs> no 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 <laughs> wow <laughs> so we had a lot of fun back in the day huh, I'm sure I MTV really was like the epicenter at that point of everything cool in pop culture. It was. It was. The VJs made it too. I think the VJs being there, telling you a little about the videos each day. And um, there was a lot of fan mail that came in for the VJs. And um, I, Steve Leeds always had me respond to Julie's fan mail for her she'd actually sign a bunch of her pictures give it to me and then i'd take a photocopy of like a thank you for writing in letter put it with a julie photo in fact i still have some of that in my house somewhere i'd have to dig it out but um you'd have to i put it into an envelope and send it off to whoever was you know sending her fan mail (laughs) so that was fun <laughs> nice, nice. So, what was it like getting to work with Julie? Because you got to work with her behind the scenes as well. So, yeah, I got to work with her behind the scenes, and she was also dating a guy named Chris, whose sister Tracy was a friend of mine. So, there were nights that we'd go out to clubs, and um, I even stayed at her apartment one night with Tracy. And so, I I kind of got to know Julie on another level, and. I think she is just such a beautiful person. She really is. Um, she's very good to those who are um, her friends. They're, she really um, treats them very well and always has. And I just, I was an Anglophile. So as I had mentioned earlier, I had went to school at Cambridge University and also at um, Middlesex Poly in London. So I was an Anglophile. I, I would go to London like, you know, somebody else would go to maybe Florida. And I even got to work on a Paul McCartney shoe out in London. And, and as I said, it was the MTV Awards. But being that Julie had the English accent, I would just, I'd just soak it in because it was part of me loving, you know, 
England. And I, I just, she was a great person to be around. Welcome back to Club MTV. Well, during the break, we were going through some Club MTV mail. We got this great letter dawn from Michael Summit from Kingsport, Tennessee, and wants to know, when I sign off and I say wubba wubba wubba, what does it mean? Well, to tell you the truth, wubba 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 is the kind of word that means nothing and yet everything at the same time. And I like to think it means turn the mother out. And that's what we're going to do, right? Dawn, what's this we're going to go into? Cool Moji with Wild Wild West. Okay, cool. Hit it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what was it like doing the spring break shoots? Uh, I know they would bring the club MTV dancers down and incorporate them into the shows. So did you get to work behind the scenes on club in Daytona? I got to work on the whole thing in Ooh. Daytona, not just the club portion of it. I got to do all of the acts down there. So I would bring them into their holding areas. That's how I got to meet Dr. Dre and Lover. Um, I got to, you know, help arrange, do they need something before they go on stage? Um, and I remember, uh, one of the producers coming up to me and saying, um, you know, Dawn, there's a, a comedian com coming, his name is Gilbert Goffrey. When he comes, we're not quite ready for him. So we want you to kind of distract him and keep him busy and, and get him anything he needs. Here's some petty cash. Well, of course, Gilbert was actually standing right behind me as this was happening. <laughs> he heard every bit of it and he goes, Wow you get to do anything I want. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we heard it. <laughs> wow. I turn around and I'm like, okay, Gilbert, what would you like to do? And he goes, I want to go on the Ferris wheel. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right, no problem. So I walk him over to the Ferris wheel and I see the guy standing there. I go, this gentleman would like to go on the Ferris wheel. And he goes, nope, he goes, I wouldn't like to go on the Ferris wheel alone. You're coming on with me. Well, I spent an hour on the Ferris wheel with Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we met. <laughs> wow. Okay. But um, it was it was a lot of fun. Then he went off. He performed. Um, he actually ran over somebody with a hovercraft on the beach by accident. That was a lot of fun. Trying to get past all of that. Um when the bands came, I would help um, a little bit with, you know, crowd stuff and getting them cleared out for the people to come in and uh, running all kinds of different odd errands. But um, I was a production assistant at that point. So it, it, that's what made it fun. You got to do all these like small little things, but you had your little badge on. You could go anywhere you wanted to go and, and you got to help uh, the crew implement everything they needed to get the job done. Right. Um, something that just popped into my head. Um, did being part of the crew and working behind the scenes change your dynamic at all with the people that were still dancing on club? Uh, it did because I was now on the other side and they weren't really kind of talking to me as much as they had in the past when I was dancing as well. Um, you know, I, I kept in touch with Camille a little bit uh, longer than everybody else. 
because she lived in uh, Cedar Grove. I lived in North Caldwell, New Jersey, which was only a town away. And, and Camille, Robin, and I would drive in, and, in together for the show, and we were friends. Um, but other than that, I really didn't keep in touch with anybody else. And, and as I was dancing on the show itself, um, I remember having partners, but no specific partner that I would constantly have. Like, I would just switch off whoever was there and wanted to dance with me, fine. If they didn't want to dance with me, I would dance alone, and that didn't bother me. Or I would go and dance with Camille and Robin, or I would go dance with Sandy and Camille. And so I kind of had the head where I was there all about the dancing. So whether I had a partner or not, you were going to see one heck of a show come out of this girl, Dawn, dancing on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. Okay. So did you at any point start to feel like the show was losing steam? Not while I was there. Uh, the, at the As the show was going on in the way end and then it was switching over to the grinds, I, I don't know if it was losing steam or if it's just that that kind of evolution took it to the grind. Interesting. I think it, it maintained itself, but I think in the end, it was a must flip over to the grind. Right, right. His times had kind of changed, and it was it was a necessary switch, really. No, yeah, nothing lasts forever, and if you keep running something until it's a dead horse, it becomes a dead horse. So sometimes it's good to end while you're still on a certain note, but you're seeing that times are changing, so you got to kind of call it something else. That makes That's sense. That's kind of what I was getting from behind the scenes, kind of. It was just kind of getting to that moment where it needed to turn. Right, right. And yeah, that turn happened with the grind and that is a different show with a, a bit of a different vibe to it. So And they took some of the club band T V dancers over to the grind and and they they moved into that. So that worked. Yeah, it did. It did. And then yeah, you went on to do a ton of other great things in TV. So it kind of really set you up to, to flourish in a way. Absolutely. And I, I really, boy, did I learn a lot from my husband who is so talented to have nine Emmy awards and um, he's so creative. He was putting together different projects in television. I got to watch all that. that and I got to be a part of even kind of the mindset even behind that so it it was a wonderful time absolutely uh do you think a show with that format could work today a club mtv show coming back again with the same type of format um uh, generally the same type of format they'd have to tweak it a bit for (laughs) for now but yeah um there's very definitive um, sounds that today's music has. So in order to work the show today, being the same, first of all, they brought back some Club MTV show that didn't even look like our Club MTV, so they shouldn't have called it Club MTV. Um, 
it was during COVID time. They had some kind of club MTV dance party on air. I was like, that, that, they, they shouldn't have done that, I think. I think they should have kept it fresh and, and maybe made a new name and made, because it was confusing um, that they were using the same club MTV name for this. It was like a dance party with a disc jockey, and then they had it everybody live and I, I think they maybe spoke to Julie for all of about three seconds, but it didn't even resemble our club MTV. So they should probably call that something else. But in order for something to work now, um, it could work with the same format, but being the music is different, you'd have to get a whole different style of dancers and you could use that format, but whoever was the host of it as well would have to be a host that kind of resembles the format of music that's going now. Like a, um, oh, who would, who would be a, you know, there's that, that sound almost like a, that, um, that Adele has. It's got that, that there's a twang in today's music and, and you'd have to have somebody who, who really could cater to that, that I, wish I could figure out a host in my head for you, but that's the behind the scenes Dawn thinking. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, I, I do think you're right. They would have to update the music, cater it more to what the kids are listening to now, but it's kind of a shame that there aren't any dance shows like that now. There were so many back in the day. So, mm-hmm. And a wholesome one. A wholesome show would be nice, but it's just so many things in today's society have gone a different way. Yep, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I just have a couple more questions. This has been a ton of fun. If MTV were to do a Club MTV reunion show, because they're doing a lot of reunion shows at the moment for like the real world and the challenge and things like that. Would you do it? Hundred percent, yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. I think um, if they did a reunion show, it would be nice to have dancers, us, come back and put on clothes just like it was yesterday and redo it. Okay, see, that's we my thought too. Eighties clothes, not today's clothes, but we would wear. 80s clothes and we would dance like we did in the 80s not today right that's interesting i was i asked luis delato about that and he thought that getting you all together to dance again probably wouldn't work but i think that's where the draw would be is seeing you all reunite and do another taping Mm-hmm. And case in point is they have a lot of old um, musicians that come up on these shows and you see what they're doing today. And it's really, it's just an older version of what they did yesteryear. That would be the same kind of a premise. It's just, you know, let, let us come back as we are. Yeah. Okay. I'm 53 and a heck of a lot older now, <laughs> but I can still cut a rug. I can still dance exactly like I danced before and it would be a lot of fun to put on my old clothes again totally well if anyone over at mtv or viacom is listening that's what the people need we need a club mtv reunion and believe me there's enough of us still around 
Oh, for sure. Everyone I've spoken to pretty much wants to do one, so it needs to happen. Okay, what do you think is the legacy of Club MTV? The legacy of Club MTV is wholesome kids, great hosts, times changing up a little bit, but basically an all-around fun show, a, a, a starting show of its time. Definitely, definitely. It's It stands apart from the other dance shows of that time, for sure. It's it. And it was cool because it was MTV. Oh, and yes, I course. still have all my MTV stuff at home. I have the mug, I have the shirts, I have the... <laughs> 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 that was the fun part, is getting our little tchotchkes at the end. It certainly wasn't the $50 for the two days. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think if they brought the show back for today's kids, they they would have to change the the fifty dollars. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think we didn't get it paid back uh, a lot back then. We did it for exposure, and I think a lot of people would come back anyway to do it. And even if they gave the same amount, we'd laugh, but we still do the show. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, the last question. This is the tough one. What was your favorite song to dance to on Club MTV? Well, I did like that uh, Walk the Dinosaur song, but um, I did like Salt and Pepper's song. Uh, and I did like, I, I would, I'll say Walk the Dinosaur is definitely my favorite one on that show. Oh, nice. Yeah. They were cool. Uh, was Not Was, and they were on the Club MTV concert tour, too, so. They were very cool guys. Nice. Okay, well, Dawn, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks again. Oh, thank you very much. And Jerome, you're doing such a nice thing by bringing us all back down memory lane. And that was my conversation with Dawn. Wasn't she fun? She's got a ton of great stories and I feel like we only just scratched the surface. So I'm already thinking we'll need to have Dawn back again. We'll see. As always, be sure to check out Club MTV fan page on YouTube where we're closing in on 18,000 subscribers. There's a ton of great clips and full episodes of the show up there for you to enjoy. If you want to follow Club MTV fan page on social media, those links will be in the show notes too. All right, so let's close this episode out with a bit of was not was and walk the dinosaur. Walk the dinosaur.